Welcome to a morning edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey coming at you. Um, joined by a singer-songwriter uh, who hails from Fort Washington, Wisconsin. Um, he's uh, He's got a couple of songs uh, that you can listen to on all DSPs. Uh, um, In the Morning, Still Mine, and John, uh, the, la- the, the latter of which were both played on... Uh, uh, live on the radio um so that's pretty cool and uh he's working on a new record and i'm excited to talk to him a little bit about his passions artistry and why he's doing what he's doing uh thank you very much for joining me nate john herlock what's up what's up it's good to be here man it's good to be here it's inspiring how you've kept going through all this too and making it work you know, not, Thanks, dude. it's hard not to be able to sit down with people face to face, but watching some of your, you know, all of your previous casts and listening to them, you know, the, you, you've still been able to keep the, the conversations going. And I know there's kind of a disconnect, you know, when you're not face to face, but it seems like you've kind of got it down now, dude. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's quite literally like, you know, kept me sane through these weird. Oh times. yeah. It's like without, you know, without that personal interaction that you get, you know, sharing space with people, enjoying like drinks and live music and going out to eat and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, that's what I live for. And being robbed of that is, you know, it, it definitely took a toll on me, but I, I figured that doing it over zoom here like this is better than nothing. And kind of the silver lining is that now if someone is like across the country, we can do yeah, this, you know, like yeah. do it with anybody. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for us to like actually hang out because you and I have Dude. like always hung out like in like uh, through mutual friends, you know, but we've never yeah. really like gotten like yeah, yeah. gritty, you know? It's true. It's true. We've been, yeah, we've been like satellite friends. I think, First time we met was at uh, that Newport Shores concert this summer where I opened for the, the Goodland Gang, the one that ended up getting washed out or it rained yeah. like yeah. freaking two inches and in like 15 On the, minutes. the Marina. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. Dude. The Marina there. That was, um, yeah, actually, I missed your set because we came late, unfortunately. Yep. But that was still, yeah, that was an insane day because, yeah, it was like, sunny and nice as fuck when we left Milwaukee but then when we got there this huge storm rolled in and dude yeah it was like it was like 90 degrees hot as fuck and then just like all of a sudden just this gray wave came over and that was like that show was super important to me too and it was like I thought I was gonna get rained out because I just beat COVID two weeks before that. And like, literally like that was the day after I was cleared by the, you know, Ozaki health department or whatever to actually go back out in public. So I was like two weeks in my freaking house. Like I already had canceled the gig the week before at a little Mexican spot in town. I was like, this has got to happen. This has got to happen. And then I woke up that morning, made my coffee, looked at the forecast and I was just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> and then I got there and went up and I was just waiting to get rained on and ended up, you know, going straight through, played an hour and then Goodland Gang came on and played for about 20 minutes and then the sky just kind of broke loose. But but that was a fun freaking day, man. We had that was a hell of a group. We literally had like 
everybody there like the whole yeah. squad like 20 people yeah. and uh it, like it, those are the memories I'll, I'll never forget we kind of tucked under that uh pavilion there we all got a bunch of free food from the venue and we all just kind of drank and hung out all day yeah. went back to wills and just yeah it was just one of those days that you know that was a, yeah dude totally that was like that was one of the days that reminded me like how much i missed those moments you know because aside from yeah like there are all there's since since covid hit there's only been like three outdoor shows i've seen and two of them were good land gang shows yeah um there was that other one in october uh when uh, uh the one in jake's backyard oh uh, the kickback yeah 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 the kickback that was and that was really fun too I was really hung over after yeah it seems like that's the that's the thing with that place like I they invited me to play at that one and I couldn't go um I'm gonna I'm hopefully gonna be playing there again this spring but it seems like every time you guys are there it's just like everybody just ends up absolutely obliterated I think it's the combination of like the backyard and the rope lights and the music that just like gets everybody to that charged up state and you just freaking go for it yeah. <laughs> you end up paying for it later dude yeah especially and they're in like yeah like where where those guys live is like in proximity to so many watering holes you know like there's so <laughs> yeah. many dives over there it's and, freaking paradise man yeah yeah like if if you like to drink like the lower east side is you know where to that's where to settle mm -hmm. yeah nate so um well to start man uh how how are you today how how's your morning going i'm good man i'm good woke up about an hour ago put the tea on uh and strumming around in the room there's not really much to do it's freaking like two degrees outside snows up to my waist but you know you can't really <laughs> do much else besides hang out in the house but you know, I don't feel guilty about not really doing anything today and not leaving the indoors because it's so freaking better, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of bumming around. Yeah, dude, same. I uh, don't like I like the one of the good things about quarantine is that like I don't get like the FOMO, you know, like right. I, don't, I don't feel bad about staying home all the time because like, yeah. There's you're doing a service nothing happening yeah you can't really do anything else yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah did you watch way to put it did you watch the uh game yesterday yeah man i did and i was i was taking flack all night i was at a, a buddy's he had a little uh gathering and uh i think i was the only one rooting for brady i don't know where you stand on that but oh i dude, like i don't care i mean i'm not a, i'm not a big sports guy so i don't okay. i i mean I was at Salem's and we watched the game together. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, really the only thing, the only time I really paid attention was like when the weekend was performing. That was, that's really, good, but, it was a good ass performance. Yeah. I was just waiting. I was like, is his face actually fucked up or is he just trolling us? I knew he was trolling us, but like still just that premise of it could be had me locked in. And then right away he came out. I was like, Oh yeah. thank God. He so you're a, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um so you're so you were rooting for the the buck, the buck dude i'm a i'm a brady guy well, first of all they beat the packers so like i if you can beat the packers i'm always rooting for you because it makes us look better and dude just to be 43 
and to be able to, you know, keep playing at this high level and going to a team like the Buccaneers that literally has like had nothing last year, like not even a playoff team. And then he wins the Super Bowl. It's like, he's the GOAT as much as I love Rodgers. It's like, you know, last night just kind of decides it. But yeah, that's, that's about as far as I follow sports too. It's just like, when like big feats happen like this, it's just like, if you step back and look at how crazy it actually is and, to know that we're kind of like living in a historic time like that kind of draws me in but like yeah I kind of just scratch a surface of it as well but yeah. Tom freaking Brady man Jesus I enjoyed Taco Bell last night uh watching uh they're throwing the old pigskin around so <laughs> <laughs> live moss baby <laughs> yeah man so Nate what we talk about Mr. Nice Guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and as uh as mentioned uh, earlier, so we're, we met through uh, our good friends of Will Frang, Jack Fricky, the, the Goodland Gang Boys. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, it's, it's always a good time with those guys. I mean, I know they live, like, it's a bit of a drive from Milwaukee, like going up to Port. Mm-hmm. It's always a great time. Because, like, I mean, I've been friends with Jack for, like, seven years. And, like, I've seen that band, like, since they were like literally in their like fetal stages playing and <laughs> jamming in Jack's bedroom when we were roommates yeah. and yeah. watching them go from playing their quiet jazz gallery gig as a three piece, like three years ago into what they are now. Um, it's just like, it's been uh, really awesome to watch and I love what they're doing. I mean, those, those guys like, you know, can make all of, like the the evil and hate and just shittiness of the outside world go away for a night, just through that shared like vibe of good times and good people. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, exactly. It's it, that's it's so true. They're they've been so good to me, man. They've been so good to me. Actually, how I met them, I always knew Will in town. Always kind of listened to his music before I really got into this. And um, my brother was actually more better friends with Will about a couple of years ago at this time. And uh, I was starting to write songs and play music a little bit. And my brother's like, I got to hook you up with Will. And have you guys talk? And uh, we were at the first time we kind of sat down and talked, Mike introduced us. We were at, uh, have you ever been to Rascals in Port? Uh, I don't believe so. No. Oh, okay. Well, me and Will, sat down there with a couple beers and just kind of talked songwriting and he's like the only other songwriter I know in part dude and we just like that was it we were together at that point we were I was like oh this is gonna be something good and uh over the next couple weeks after we met I was kind of going over to his house and just bouncing some songs off of him you know just taking trivial tips and just seeing what he had to say about my stuff and it almost felt like you know he was kind of like a teacher to me at that time and then uh the more and more we'd get together and and talk shop and, and hang out we kind of gravitated more as friends and now about you know year year and a half later we're pretty much inseparable and we've got this really cool relationship of kind of like sensei and you know whatever the <laughs> hell you call a student uh, yeah <laughs> and uh and being really good buddies at the same time and uh it's really nice to have somebody who clicks with you on that level and can also sit you down and say hey man this is what you need to do with this song or this and, hey, this is what you need to do during the, your next show, you know, stuff like that. It's just, it's really cool to have. And I know I wouldn't be where I am without those guys. It's yeah. really, 
I really feel lucky to know them in so many ways. Totally, man. Really important yeah. That's so dope, dude. That's, that is really awesome that, you know, you kind of like establish that relationship with them, like that trust. And that's what I love about those guys. Like, I mean, they're, they're very loving guys, but they're also oh, they're very so honest, love, they but are, they're also very they honest. They'll put and, you in your place if you're doing something wrong. And like, not a lot of people do that anymore, especially when it comes to music. Cause you don't want to, you know, they won't hurt your feelings. You, you don't want to step but, on but your toes. You, exactly. You know, but they know the boundaries so well. We, I, I think it becomes, it comes from, you know, having so many musical friends and doing it as long as they have and as good as they have, that that's what kind of honed in that, that way of saying, you know, I'm not hollering at you, but you need to do this. You know, they, they do it so well. Yeah. And I, and from Jack's perspective, I know that like, you know, I don't know if you ever heard stories about J3 studios, but <laughs> that was our, our little DIY studio uh, that he and a couple, we were all kind of involved in that like you know a couple of years ago and that was like our first entry into dealing with like the music scene and learning what to do and what not to do and there was a lot of bullshit that really like uh it it gave us all tough skin and mm -hmm. uh and that's why you know me jack jordan brock like we're all we've grown to become brutally honest with each other uh for that reason and so it yeah man for sure it's just it's really refreshing to have people like that you know in your life I, another thing too is i don't even know how to put a finger on it but there's something when you're making music with people and uh enjoying good music with people there's just so much love that stems from that you know it just makes it all that easier it just it's so natural and so easy and it just you know it clicks man hell yeah dude yeah um yeah i'm actually yeah and and they like they brought their friends in on like to help them out with you know what they do i mean you know like brock came up to start shooting music videos for them and will just hired me to help them with uh some press and yep. and that's that means so fucking much you know they they really do like they bring each other in to like all work together that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like a big so family. We're all in the same camp. Yeah. We're all in the same camp, you know, pursuing the same mission, yeah. you know, and having a damn good time doing it. It's just, it's really nice. Yeah. It, and those connections, you know, do sprout out. Like for example, um, Brock and Izzy are actually coming up in a week to film a music video for me. You know, oh, I know oh, I'm getting to know awesome. them a lot better now too and enjoying their company even more. And, you know, and, I've kind of joined in on this circle that we have and, you know, now I'm starting to get projects going and, you know, it's, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. Dude, that's, that's so dope. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, Brock is, he's going to make you laugh. It's good. Nobody makes me laugh like that kid. You get like, you get like two beers and the guy and turn on like some eighties rock and just, you know, clear the coffee table out of the way and let him go to work, man. I, the first time I hung out with him was at Will and Jack's place in Port. And I like walked in and he was already in that dancing group. And like, just the vibe he gives off, man. Like, I, I never have laughed like that. I've still got old videos on my phone <laughs> once oh, in a while. It, it just, it kills me, dude. It kills yeah, me. man, dude. I've, 
he's my favorite man i like doing the skits with him that we've done like we 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 started bringing them back the last couple months, like doing little things to help promote breaking and entering. And yeah, like, the TikTok you guys made. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like silly, all, dude. They're like so it always ends up being like a an idea he get he got from something else he thought was funny, and like, but it it's his own twist on it. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, man. Like we uh we could give love to those guys all day. Shout out to Will Frank and the Good Lincoln. Shout out Brock. Shout out Izzy. Shout out Masquerade. Shout out all of them. But we're here to talk about you. This is about you, Nate. So about me. About you. Um. So Nate. Um. To start. So did you grow up in Port? I did. All twenty three years, man. I actually uh, just moved out of my my parents' place this past summer. Same house that you know I was brought back to as a baby lived there until this summer and now I live with a couple buddies on the other end of town but mm-hmm. yeah I spent some time up in Oshkosh and went to school there for four years and uh just got back graduated in May and now I'm here to stay so it seems but it's a nice place man it's a nice place that's awesome man yeah um Port's a very beautiful town of uh, times I've been there uh and uh you know, I feel like I live there just from listening to like, you know, your and Will's songs. Like it's it's a lot of like that like coastal suburban vibe. Right. Yeah. But there's a you know, there's a scenic beauty to that that uh yeah. is especially potent in like here in Wisconsin. I mean, oh, like yeah. we live in a very beautiful state. You know, when I when I listen to like a Nate Herlock song or a Will Frang song, like, you know, I kind of feel like I, you know, this like a homecoming joy that sort of right. uh, you feel where, you know, you're you're uh, like returning to the surroundings that like you always knew that shaped you as yep. a person and how that kind of like never changes when mm-hmm. like when you leave but you still, you're still growing and you're still evolving as a person, but like, you know, it's still the same old town you've always known. And there's something to be said about that. Like I've, I've felt that way when I come back to my own. Yep. Yep. Well, um, it's good to hear you say that because when I write, I try to kind of have a sense of place because when I'm writing, I'm basically writing. So people know me better, you know, and to know that you feel the town that, I love and have grown up in when you hear my stuff it's it's really important to me to hear that man and uh I think there's something to be said I've always thought this about this place and uh you know it's one of those things you could never confirm or deny but I think when you grow up next to like big water and you step out on that bluff and you see that lake just you know spanning out to the point where you can't even see the horizon anymore I think that humbles you to a point, you know, like, and when we all live in this town and we just have this massive feat of nature right at our doorstep, it's just like, you know, I feel like people around here kind of have a more humbled sense of, of living because of that. And that, that's something that can't be confirmed or denied, but dude, like I've been here, you know, for 23 years and I still step up on that bluff and it's just like, holy shit, we are very small, you know? And I think that kind of uh, chip on the shoulder kind of carries throughout this town. I feel that, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like, I, I definitely feel that. Like, I couldn't imagine myself living not near water, you know, like, I, yeah, it's, it's cause, I mean, it's almost like, you know, your sense of culture 
is shaped by right. that too like living near water and having that like uh having all of the you know the scenic beauty the entertainment the, right. you know, the, the things to do like all kind of encompass like living near a big body of water i right. couldn't imagine myself like not having that wherever i yeah. call home you know so yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a like a something inscribed in your DNA too. You know, like from an evolutionary standpoint, it's like yeah. you need to be by water to survive. Totally. You know, it's just it's just one of those innate things that I don't know. You know, I feel like is in my bones. But yeah, yeah, dude, I know. relate. Definitely yeah. relate. No, I love it here, man. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's just it's just a calm place to be and to live and work, especially after you know graduating after four years of college where there's just always something going on, always people everywhere, just people don't go to sleep. You know, it's just really nice to come back to something quiet, you know, establish myself and, you know, just kind of hang out and bum. It's just a really nice, relaxing place to spend some time, man. Yeah, I don't see me leaving, you know, and I go all over the place and, uh, you know, nowhere ever feels like it could be home until I get back. So it's just, you know, I know a lot of people my age want to get out and see new things and, you know, break new ground places, but I don't know. I just feel comfortable here. And I love traveling. I love going new places, but you know, this is the mothership at the end of the right. day. Right. Right. This is the fort. <laughs> yeah. This is the fort. Yeah. Yeah. Fort. Yeah. So Nate, what, um, so what did you uh, kind of listen to growing up? What kind of music were you into? So I I started off listening to a lot of like 90s and 2000s country and that's just always what my old man had on like in the truck and in the garage and you know that was the soundtrack of life for a long time and I continued listening to kind of country radio up until maybe high school and then uh, it started to get just so corny <laughs> like I don't know if you've turned on like FM 106.1 lately or anything but it's just like eh, you know? I know so I started to branch out and yeah. I that's around high school ages when I discovered uh like iTunes and Spotify and you know all the new methods that were starting to become the norm which really allowed me to to branch off I, I really got into songwriter stuff alternative music um I never was real high on on rap music um I liked some I was really into Mac Miller and, and uh guys like that but um yeah and now I'm pretty much listening to like Americana and singer-songwriter stuff and keeping it pretty broad but uh yeah I listen to a lot of types of music which is I, I think is really important too yeah of course um definitely I yeah I never um I never listened to country growing up um I actually used to work at a concert venue um outside of Chicago and I had to work a lot of country shows mm -hmm. I hated that shit <laughs> it was yeah man I hate like I couldn't do like that pop country like the arena yeah. country and shit but it's so bad terrible but the last couple of years I've found you have to find like the right country like I right. really like Chris Stapleton I love Sturgill Simpson I mean yep I like bands like Blitz and Trapper and like yep yep yeah like so that. that's my kind of music now man like that's that's like all I listen to yeah like it's 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 more original it's more well thought out and it's not so I don't know the, the country music now that we hear is just so like trigger wordy you know what I mean it's just every song I seem to hear like if the radio just happens to be on it just like narrating a 
a bonfire in a truck bed. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> is this what? Is, who is this for? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, yeah. It trips me up, and, and it hurts me to like when I describe my music to people or people listening. They're like, "Oh, so your country? Huh? Like you must, you know, be like this and that." And it's like, no, you know. So now I I've kind of resorted to when people ask, you know, what genre I am. I can't. I don't really say country anymore because I don't want to be balled up in that shit, man. Well. I know some really fucking good country artists in Milwaukee, so yeah, you don't have to hide around me. I think. Okay, good. I good. love. No, like I, I love country. It's just you have to find like the country the that right I, country. Like, yeah, the substantial. Right country, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, what did you um, what did you study at school? I actually uh, studied environmental science. I wanted to do something in the outdoors, which I'm not currently doing right now. I'm, still looking for a, a job that I can actually use my degree on but uh yeah I was environmental science for four years it was really nice it, it that field kind of just uh made me appreciate things more made me appreciate the natural world a little bit more I had to take you know sociology classes and stuff and uh really kind of broadened my horizon on how to be a better person a nicer person you know with all this shit going on it just helped me be a more, more compassionate guy helped me feel smaller in the, the grand scheme of things and really humbled me it was really good for me and I'm not I'm not using that degree right now I'm actually working for a motorsports shop in town but uh you know there's jobs on the horizon but I wouldn't trade you know that degree for anything because I think it really helped me get more well-rounded yeah yeah that's dope that's that is dope um I think that you're an outdoors guy I, uh, I am man <laughs> outdoorsy you like the big sky trees and the fucking bushes and shit like that <laughs> all the animals, the animals yeah. all the woodland critters <laughs> i'm one with them dude i am one with them no i I, did, I I i love it man i love being outside i i, I love hunting fishing you know hiking it, it's one of those things going back to what i said looking out on the lake and just feeling humbled like there's just something inside of me that says, you know, you got to get outdoors and, you know, take deep breaths and just know, know your place. You know what I mean? And I think being outside really helps that. I think it really reflects in my writing too. I, a lot of my, uh, my new stuff that'll be coming out has a lot of nature tinges in it. And I think, and I just keep, you know, landscape writing is just something I keep going back to because it's when I feel, you know, the most real with myself, the most level-headed. Yeah, man. You know, so I think it's it's important for people to, to do that. And the good thing about this quarantine is I think people have been having to get outside more, you know, and, you know, find places to hike and all this. And, you know, I, I, I think it really is good for people to do that. It yeah, is. I try to do it as much as I can. It is like, I mean, organic escapism is so important. And oh, yeah. That was, and that was always a big thing for me. Like when I was younger, like, I loved playing outside. Like I also loved, you know, getting dirty and running around and, um, and it, the, the hustle and bustle of like day-to-day -day life is just like so fast paced and you have to go out and clear your mind and shit. And, um, have you ever been to a bong recreational area? No, but I, I saw, I, I drove by it the other day and I saw the, uh, yeah. the sign and I think I, I made a, I took a funny Snapchat of that. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I actually went there a couple times last summer and that was like yeah. my big new discovery. It's beautiful. Um, is everybody just like smoking weed and just like yeah, man. <laughs> this glassware raining? It's just a whole, it's stuff. just, it. I just drove into a cloud of haze. Uh, 
And like, I'm uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, but no, I, I, I relate to you a lot on that. Like, I mean, that like natural escapism is, is crucial. Um, it's healthy. Yeah, man. It's a need. It's I'm a, a need. It sure is healthy. I'm a bird watcher. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, so I, I feel right at home when I'm out on trails and in oh, forests. Yeah. So, Nate, uh, so tell me a little bit about when you kind of first like sparked interest in playing music of your own. Like when you first, like kind of, you were talking a little bit about when, you know, you started writing songs. Love to hear kind of more like what, what, like what place that came from, like why you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's kind of a two headed approach. I started playing guitar and then writing at a different time and then they just kind of met in the middle. Um, when I first started playing guitar, let's see, it was my freshman year of college, and uh, one of my neighbors across the way had a ukulele that I used to borrow and like mess around with and just like try to make cool sounds with. I remember being like, oh, you know, this coordination here with mind and fingers and sound, I, like, I think I could, I could maybe do this. And my uh, my roommate at the time actually played guitar, and um, I remember the way that he would you know, approach music and just, you know, hear it in a different way, a more, you know, kind of could reverse engineer a song into something that he could do with his hands and his mind. And I remember just seeing his connection with music just being so much different than mine, just being in that place where, you know, it's really part of you instead of just hearing it and reacting to it. And I was like, I need to get to a place where I can pick apart songs like that because I loved listening to music at the time. I was like, I got to get more involved. So one night uh, I was hanging out with um, my neighbors and uh, this is a different set of neighbors than the ones with the ukulele. And uh, it was after a, a long night of, you know, partaking in uh, college stuff, if you will. And uh, she had this old shitty beat up nylon classical guitar, like we live up against her window. And uh, I was like, I, do you play that ever and she's like no and I was like can I like get that she's like for 20 bucks so I was like all right so I opened up my wallet I only had 10 bucks left and I was like you take 10 as a down payment and I'll get you the rest of the money at you know whenever the time I find it and she's like sure so I brought it back to my dorm room um put it on my food time and I woke up the next day and I was like holy shit I guess I bought a guitar last night <laughs> and uh I started watching you know YouTube videos and just started to learn how to strum chords and got really into it and got better and better as the weeks went on. And a year later, I was buying a, a more legit guitar and, you know, getting more advanced with it and really enjoying playing along with songs, you know, learning, you know, covers and strumming along. And uh, I never thought I could uh, sing. Like I knew I had a shitty voice at the time and uh, it was always something I wanted to do. But I, I knew I couldn't make that jump. And I just wrote myself out. I was just like, oh, it's not going to happen. And it sucked because I really enjoyed poetry and writing and wordplay at the time. And I just didn't see myself as a, you know, being someone who could get up and sing in front of people. And uh, at that time, I ended up taking an internship up in northern Wisconsin. And uh, that required a lot of driving. And um, I was listening to a lot of Lumineers records at the time. And singing along to them, you know, just like people do in the car. And uh, something about Wesley Schultz's voice that the lead singer and my voice harmonized really well together. 
and driving from place to place up in the big woods, I was just able to kind of piece together somewhat of a uh, a decent voice that I was somewhat confident in. And uh, I started pairing that with some strumming and some of my writing and some of the simple chord progressions I knew. And I realized, hey, I might be able to do this. And um, I started making some of my own songs. You know, looking back on them, some of them were really shitty. <laughs> Not good structure to them, you know. My voice didn't have a whole lot of range and control, but I was doing it, man. And it felt really good. And I just kept with it, kept practicing, kept recording myself and listening back. And, you know, which was a painful process because most people don't like hearing their own voices. So that was something to get over. But I was able to kind of piece it together and keep practicing. And that passion was there to keep me going. And I got to a point where, you know, I could put together a pretty good song, a pretty good show about four years later after this whole process. So you know, it, it was an interesting, uh, interesting route to get here, but uh, it uh, it's turning out pretty good, and I'm really enjoying it still. So, hey, dude, that's beautiful, man. Like, that's that's so important that you know you like, you know, just by like listening to different stuff and, uh, um, you know, just like exploring the different ways people do things a lot kind of helps you find the way, like, the 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 route that clicked for you and uh, then like that confidence boost you get from that is so fucking important man oh it's it's great it's great dude like well i'm at the point now where it's like i don't know what i would do without it you know i the way i write and the way i play music is is probably my only true way to express myself to other people you know we live in a time where everybody wants to hear their voice heard and known and they don't quite have an outlook to do that you know you could try it with social media you can post 15 stories a day and people still aren't going to really know who you are but when I'm writing it's you know from my highest moments to my lowest moments my shower thoughts you know what I think of before I go to bed man it's like the most raw way for me to express myself and it's so therapeutic because if I if I didn't know how to you know get these thoughts and demons and shit out of my head with this music man I, I i don't know it just wouldn't be a good life it just i yeah. need it man it's, it's to that point now you know yeah oh yeah dude that's it's true vulnerability you know it is yeah and it takes a while to get to that point you know to let people in you know some of my songs are pretty fucking sad you know <laughs> yeah. i've had it where like i've played for my family and like I'll get down and they're just like, Yo, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, like this is my way of getting shit off my chest. Like, you know, this yeah. is how I do it. So, you know, that I try to be as raw as possible with it. And, you know, my favorite music is when I listen to people um, and I get to know them better by the end of the song, like, oh, that's them coming out and singing. And that's why I gravitate towards a lot of songwriter style music is because, you know, when I stop listening to whatever I'm listening to, I uh, I have a better sense of who they are. That's what's really important to me. So when people can do that, I can do that. It's it's everything, man. I think that's what's so great about music now. Dude, it's funny you say that because I just interviewed a singer-songwriter yesterday too. And mm-hmm. it, like, we were talking about how, like, I also, like, what got me really into, like, singer-songwriters was the fact that, like, when it's just you your guitar and a microphone like it is such a stripped down vulnerability that you can't 
hide behind like you don't have like a band or a project to blend into like this is right. you at your at peak honesty and vulnerability and just like you know your abilities alone that are not masked by the input of other artists or other musicians exactly. it's literally just you and like what you have to say right and that's right. why like i you know I have such res mad respect and commend like people that are singer songwriters that you know play in front of big crowds. I mean, like it's it's I can't imagine like how in intimidating that. Oh, could it's be. scary, man! If you get really <laughs> scary, I still, dude, I get nervous as heck for for everything I play because like yeah, there's there's nothing to hide behind, man. I think that's part of why I love it so much though. And uh, I love just being up there with just the guitar because there's just, there's no bullshit to it. You know, it's hundred percent burning, you know, the rawest candle form that you have. And uh, I think it's just a way of, of me getting over my own bullshit too. You know, you go to work during the day and sometimes you put on that fake smile and that personality that, you know, you don't have with your friends and family. And it's just like, you know, you need to come back and have that refresher and be like, all right, this is who I am. This is my truest form. You know, it, it helps you get over your own bullshit too. Yeah, definitely. Like it, you hold yourself accountable with like what, like not only what you have to say, but how you're going to say it. Right. Um, and uh, like, that's the, that's the case with like any creative, like even if you're, you know, a filmmaker or a painter. Right. Or a, yeah, absolutely. You know, like it's it's like you can have it's like you know how that phenomenon when like you have like an idea in your head or a thought in your head that makes complete sense to you but when you actually try to like say it out loud it makes no sense at all oh yeah that happens to me all the time and oh, it's yeah, like man. you have to find the right articulation like the right nomenclature the right in your case you know harmony and structure and chords right. and all yep. that that will paint a, a cohesive picture. And right. like, that's not that's not something that just anyone can do. No, man. And it, that's why that struggle feels so good when it comes out to something pretty. And, you know, that's why whenever I can, I encourage people to, you know, pick up a hobby, like, you know, buy yourself a banjo, a guitar, you know, buy yourself some canvases and some brushes. Like if you don't have that means of expressing, you know, what you got in your soul in a real true way, I just, I feel like you're living with demons. I, I know all people are different, you know, some people don't need an outlet like that, but shit, like that artistic outlet, when you can make something pretty out of something, you know, that you got going on, like, dude, yeah, when you can paint that picture, it feels so good. Like, I, it's just something I think that everybody needs. I, I try to push people to pick up artistic hobbies, you know, all the time yeah yeah you we need it we absolutely need oh, yeah. it like you, you need, now, yeah. yeah you need some sense of wonder um to, to just cope with uh the you know monotonous nature of you know like living day to day like working for a machine or something like that you know so what all this said when was your first uh like show like the first time you played in front of people let me think. I I started off playing uh, open mics in little dive bars in Oshkosh, and uh, 
that's not exactly a, a singer songwriter paradise. Like, <laughs> I showed up to this first open mic, and there's you know a dude in Osiris's with an electric guitar, like scre- screaming out some ACDC song. I'm oh like, oh fuck! I was <laughs> like, oh geez. And I got up there, and I'm like, this is the song I wrote. You know, I'm like shaking, and I play through it, and it's just kind of crickets. And I was like, fuck! It was really humbling, but. Uh, those were the first few times and I played open mics all over uh, in the Fox Valley. And uh, what was kind of nice is I started to get better and better with each one. And the people running the open mics started to notice and they started inviting me to uh, some, you know, better ones. And, you know, some of the better ones had a little more, it was more of a safe haven for singers, songwriters. So, you know, it started off a little skin and bones, but shit, you know, it ended up working out, but yeah, but those are the first times, and I just remember shaking in my boots and being like, "What am I doing here?" And well, Nate, I would have rather listened to you than ACDC covers. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. They're like everybody in the bars up there, man, are just like these, you know, factory workers that just got off and they just wanted to suck beers and listen to rock. <laughs> and I was just like, "I'm like, what am I doing here, man?" Like, I knew I wanted to play. And I knew if, like I had songs I wanted people to hear, but I was like, maybe this ain't it. But, you know, it got my ass in the stool in front of a microphone with my guitar. And I was just like, you know, looking back on it, it was super important. I'm really happy. To it. But it was, yeah, it was, there was some touchy times. Man. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's funny, dude. Well, you found the right people. You found yeah, the right people to do. It, to it do. worked out. Yeah. It, people appreciate, you know, people around here appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. I'm really happy. And that's why, I mean, I'm really, like, happy for Jack, too, because, like, with Hit or Miss Studios, like, I'm happy that he's, like, actually working with musicians that he likes and, like, working with the kind of music that he's always wanted to do. And, you know, in the past, like, you know, that's not always the case when, you know, you just open a DIY studio on the east side. Like, there's also a lot of people that are out to take advantage of you. And that's, and, you know, it's, like it's a matter of like, you know, as every musician, as every creative needs to find their niche, their sound, their style, like, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it seems like um, you and all those guys, like, it was important that you all found each other. Yeah, like, I'm re- it's really important, man. It really has been. And like, like you were saying with hit or miss, like, I, 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 this record we're making and uh, in that studio, like we're just really into it and we're having such a good time, you know, because we've got this different sound that hasn't really been there. You know, we're doing more skin and bone stuff. We got some fiddle and we got some banjo oh, no. and it's new to those guys. And like, oh, you know, yeah. it's just, it's been really fun, man. It's been good. really fun. It's going to be a nice record. We're, it's, it's been a long time coming. Um, Cause you know, Jack works all these crazy shifts, night shifts. And I work during the day and he works weekends and I don't. So it's been a long time coming. We've been working on it since fall, but we've just been chipping away, man. It's going to be really a, fun. It's going to be a fun. A lot of coffee. Lots of coffee. <laughs> Lots of coffee, bro. Lots of coffee. Yeah. Before we talk, I want to hear more about the record, but before we talk about that, um, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the songs you have released already. Um, yeah. So your first song, your debut single was In the Morning. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit about, like, you know what the song like what place the song came from and like yeah just what your idea was behind it yeah um that one let's see I, I came up with the melody and the chords and the lead like right away and I just needed to, to put lyric to it 
and um at the time i mean it's that song is kind of just this narration of you know growing up as a as a dude in a in a relationship and taking responsibility and that's what i was i was i was seeing this girl for a while and it was just kind of on and off this that and uh i kind of had this revelation the week that i wrote that song being like you know what i'm tired of just you know chasing chicks around and going to these bars like i'm gonna be a good dude it didn't end up working out with her, obviously, but, but yeah. uh, you know, I wrote it from a place of taking some more personal responsibility in a relationship, and uh, it's a fun song, man. It's a fun song, and uh, we recorded it right here in Port, um, actually at Will's parents' house. We did it, uh, you know, one night. And shout out to Julie and Charlie. <laughs> Dude, their living room is so sick, too. It, yeah. like, looks out on the lake, and it's got this nice echo to it, big-ass, old-school fireplace. And yeah. I think they were, in, they were in Florida at the time, so, like, it's funny. Every time they go to Florida, like, Will grabs all of his gear, like, recording equipment, and just, like, sets up shop in that living room. Yeah. It's a yeah. dope spot. So he always just, like, runs all of his shit down the road. Like, I'm Very talking convenient. all the hands all the guitars like computers like we had it all set up so yeah that, that song actually just turned a year uh a couple days ago but yeah we yeah. recorded it right there in their living room and uh that's what actually when i first met jack and uh he liked the song and liked working on it and uh and yeah man it was a fun song oh yeah man. yeah that is a good one um and then yeah tell me about uh, the other two the ones that were on the radio um stay mine and john um, yep. yeah like uh what what are, what's the story behind these let's see uh john i wrote for my cousin john um who uh uh is just a one of my favorite people in the world just a true character um and yeah it was just kind of a narration of the of the situation he's in with his life and uh i got a lot of love for that dude He's been through some shit, but uh, he's just one of the sweetest dudes I know and one of the most passionate guys I know. And funny thing is, actually, kind of round robining this whole story, he started to get me into wordplay a little bit uh, okay. and writing my own stuff because what he used to do is we used to just like go for, for rides on our boat up north and just crank up music. And what he would do is he'd, he'd sing the songs, he'd belt up the songs, but he would like, he had this way of like, making up his own lyrics during the song to like match his life and I remember like that got me into the songs even more because it's like oh this is the connection that we have with this song and this song and it was just him fucking around but it, it kind of introduced me to that uh that connection you know and that kind of made me want to write my own songs that narrated my own experience oh. but uh but yeah that one's about him that one's about him and uh stay mine is kind of a, a commentary on uh a few different women I knew growing up and um yeah about it on that one <laughs> but those were really fun to record man um i uh, i got invited to do a radio show up in stevens point um 90 fm shout out to them uh and uh i went up there one sunday and just did this you know kind of live set and interview kind of like this but just you know i was playing songs in between conversations and uh i had it recorded um, by one of their uh, directors and uh, they sent me the audio chunks and I actually had Jack work on them a little bit and tune them up and uh, yeah and I decided they were decent enough to put out so put those out and people have been loving them so it's it's nice nice oh. and uh, I actually recorded like eight eight other songs along with that but uh, 
the way we had the room set up when I was doing this interview is there was one mic in front of me and when I get excited when I'm playing sometimes I lean in and I lean back and lean in we had some yeah. major peeking on some of the different songs so John and Stay Mine were the ones that ended up being oh, sure. uh, salvageable yeah. if you will so those are the ones we put out I get that yeah I I do the same thing though with with this show a little bit so I constantly have to adjust the audio levels yeah yeah I Part of the deal, man. yeah yeah, I mean, I'm a shaky leg kind of dude, so it, it you know gets you just get so stoked, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, when you're really into it, it's like sometimes you don't even know what you're doing. That's I think right. that's what I found myself doing that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we only got two tracks out of it, and I sang all fucking afternoon. So, but well, that's the way she goes. Well, hey, man, that's a good segue into this new body of work that uh, you and Jack have been uh, hard at work at for a couple months now. So, yeah, you were, I remember uh, when um, uh, Jack uh, and Will had a couple friends over uh, for Halloween when I last saw you, uh, we were all really drunk and Jack put uh, your music on. Uh, so we we were we heard some uh, some Nate Herlock originals that night. Yes, uh, sir. As in the in between, you know, the Britney Spears and the <laughs> fucking uh, Waka Flocka and whatever. Yeah, man. We're all playing that night. But yeah. tell me a little bit about yeah, like just kind of what this record like. I want to hear about the recording process, and I also want to hear just kind of like what statement you feel like it's making about you as not only a person but as an artist yeah man it's uh first of all it's been really fun and i want to thank jack you know for putting in the time and will's helped out too and uh we've had a lot of musicians helping out on it too so shout out to them shout out to david on the drums but uh yeah man the premise of this record is just my favorite songs i've written in the past year that you know i think describe me in the best possible way and uh, some of the, the shit that's been going on the last couple of years, you know, it just, it puts it in this, this, uh, in this little project. And uh, I really think when people listen to it through, they'll know me a lot better, um, which is, you know, the, like I was saying, the main reason I'm doing it. And uh, there's just some fun songs in there too. Like one I wrote that I'm really, ex- that people are really excited about called uh, Soccer Mom that I wrote about, uh, looking at moms in cedarburg (laughs) so like you know there's there's fun tinges to it but there's also some songs that you know make you think a little bit more and it's just i'm I'm really proud of it man the the writing that i've done in this one is some of the best writing i've done really excited people to hear it and uh it's been a grind the recording process has been we we got the scratch tracks and, and everything done in uh in october and um got david laid down some drums on it and uh it just didn't quite sound right to all of us. And uh, we ended up starting over from the ground up like a month ago where we were just playing it live where Jack was on his bass guitar. We had David on the drums and me with the guitar. And that's how we recorded drums and guitar and bass. Just all one take live feel. That's how we felt it sounded best. So that's what we did. And uh, a couple of long nights. I mean, really long nights. We did, you know, like 10 takes on each song. So we were all exhausted, but, you know, it was really, it was some really good times and uh, it sounds really good now. So we got some, some really nice drums on there. Um, we're going to get some keys from Melly. 
Um, we get some guitar from uh, from Will, bass from Jack. Um, it'll be really interesting to hear myself with all these instruments because, like we were saying, it's just been me and a guitar for so long. So that's kind of a trip, you know, to hear me with uh, with that kind of stuff going on in the background. And uh, one of the things I'm most excited about this record is I've got some uh, some really really killer folk musicians that are going to be taking part of it. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Well Pennies out of Des Moines, Iowa. They used to reside out of Los Angeles, but they're a, a really legit folk duo who uh, I got set up with through a mutual friend. And uh, I got their lead singer doing banjo on my record, which is really cool, which is really an honor. And uh, they hooked me up with their fiddle player too. Tim Weed is his name. And uh, he's going to be playing some fiddle on the record too. So I've got some real pros that will be on this one. It's going to sound for cool. Dude, I hope you know that this record is going to like, it's, you know how you were saying earlier, like how um, you're holding yourself accountable to like be exactly like what you would envision yourself. Well, mm -hmm. this new, this record sounds like it's really going to bring you to new standards. Like it's going to. I think so, man. I think it's, it's going to be special. Yeah. Like it's going to it's going to bring you to new levels, you know, like that's going yeah. to mean you're going to start playing with a full band or something yeah. you know? like, yeah. which is, that's awesome. I mean, that's like, what a, like what a, um, you know, huge leap to make for yourself having a yeah. guitar, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's uh, as exciting as it is. It's scary as hell too, because like I hold these songs so close to myself and, you know, I, I'm just so proud of them. And, you know, me and Will have always talked about this, like, you're so happy with these songs, you don't want to waste them, you know, like, you want the fin finished product to be the best and, like, the most beautiful form it can be in, so, like, there's just this factor that I'm gonna have to get over with when putting this on, like, this is how it's gonna be, it's good enough, people gotta hear it, you know, so, it's exciting as it is, man, it's also pretty freaking scary, but, you know, you live for it, though. <laughs> any, uh, um, is there any, like, uh, 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 expectation of like when folks can expect you to uh, be done? Uh, I'm thinking sometime in uh, spring, probably May when the weather starts to get nicer is probably when it'll be done. Um, we still got to do vocals yet and I still got to get uh, every, you know, instrument lined up and Jack still got some work to do and uh, we got a little bit of work to do yet, but I, I'm thinking spring. So that's a good time to put out music because that's when people oh, yeah. are, you know, time. Yeah, it's when people start to, you know, come out of hibernation a little bit. Right, so. man. The birds start chirping. and uh, Dude, Music sounds better in the spring and the sun's out. Yeah. So that's kind of why, you know, it's taken a while to get this thing out. But it's a blessing in disguise, I think. Because it'll, you know, it'll be out when people are, you know, fresh and feeling good. So. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got in store. I uh, would love to uh, feature it on breaking and entering once it's ready that'd be sick man i would really appreciate that for sure. of course dude of course um yeah dude nate it's been like it's been really dope like getting to finally like talk and you know really get to know each other and uh i love kind of hearing your process and you know how how becoming an artist like isn't just it's it's kind of like i can feel like you're shifting from it being just like some hobby that you have fun with that you know you do to kind of pass the time but this is becoming something that you're really like you know 
um, identifying with and like yeah. allocating real passion and uh, yep. time and effort and energy into, which, you know, is a sign you're taking yourself seriously. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's like, that's a really fucking important thing um, for everyone to do as, you know, they're, as we're getting older, as we're in our twenties now, we're really figuring out who the hell we are. And uh, dude, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm really proud of you for really pursuing this man. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how you continue growing and uh, innovating yourself, man. Yeah. It means a lot to hear that dude. Yeah. It, it really is me now. Like, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I want to do. Like I, whether I like it or not, like I found something that really drives me and gets me up and going. It's like, keep it going. You know, people like it. So we're going to keep playing. Yeah. Right. And we're going to spill some beer. Uh, we're going to spill a lot of beer. We're going to spill a lot of beer. Yeah. So Nate, as we're closing out here, tell me what keeps you up at night. Ooh. Mm, mostly fast food and MSG and the foods I eat. That's what keeps me awake. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I, no. <laughs> I've like had to watch myself like eating before bed, you know, like got to give it a couple hours. Like Bro, that would yeah. give me some weird dreams. Like if you eat right. Oh yeah, dude. I It's bad. I've been eating quick trip food a lot lately because I'm <laughs> driving a truck around the States, like, you know, in the Midwest lately. And like, Oh my God. Like I, I tell my girlfriend that I had a quick trip burger for, for dinner and she looks like I shot her dog, <laughs> you know? So like, I, I got to make a switch off that, man. I've been there though. I used to, when yeah. I lived, when I lived like next to Seven Eleven, I used to eat the jumbo hot dogs. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'd like to say that's gross, but at the same time, like that kind of gets me excited. <laughs> hey, dude, shout out, shout out to Quick Trip, though. Let's be real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, for, but on the real, what keeps me up at night? Hmm. I think being an artist, there's kind of, you know, an inherent imposter syndrome, you know, like you're always comparing yourself to other people. And like you hear a really good song and like it excites the shit out of you. But at the same time, you're like, will I ever be that good? Yeah. Am I going to be able to, like, why be appreciated at that level? You know, I think. That's just, that's the, the scariest thing about being an, an artist is you got to learn to not compare yourself like that. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's kept me up a few times. Where it's just like maybe I'll never be this. Maybe I'll never be that. You know. Yeah, that's no, I get, much. I get that. I, I'm the same way with like watching like other like music websites or inter- celebrity like interviews, whatever. I'm like, why, why didn't I ask that question or why like yeah. why didn't I write it this way? But that's why like. I just try to remember what I'm doing is only me and yep. uh, no one else is going to replicate that. And I'm not going to replicate anyone else. Like, and that's just the, the mindset. Like we have to like condition ourselves is that like what we're doing is unique to us. You got to stay original, man. You got to stay true to you. Otherwise you're just going to get lost. There. Like you got to stay in your own lane. And it, you know, those comparisons you make to other people are important because it helps you get better, but it's also can be super detrimental, especially when you start trying to mirror other people's styles, people yeah. start to figure it out and you, you feel it too. And it's just, that's a good way to dead end yourself. Like yeah. You got to stay original, man. Totally. What, what puts you to sleep? Hmm. Melatonin? <laughs> no, no, man. That, I puts me to sleep. Probably just 
trying to work hard during the day, you know, and just make sure I didn't leave any stone unturned. You know, I don't, I try to avoid, you know, saying shitty things to people or, or, you know, having shitty conversations that make me, you know, put a pit in my stomach later on and trying to, you know, fall asleep and just trying to be, you know, best form of yourself during the day and not be fake and, you know, yeah, just be pure, man. That's what puts me to sleep. Definitely, dude. I, yeah, I feel that too, man. I, I'm definitely like, I've, I'm a chronic overthinker myself, you know, like anxiety keeps me up sometimes, but I try my best to be in the habit of like, you know, if I didn't do my best today, I'm going to do my best tomorrow. And uh, that's, you know, that's all you can really say. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I think it's just, it comes down to just being kind, too. And there's a lot of ways for people to get down on themselves these days. You know, something I try to do is just, you know, say things that make people smile and, you know, just have a a presence that's easy on people, you know, and just, yeah, I don't know. Well, this uh, podcast made me smile a ton, man. (laughs) So, me too. Yeah. So, for everyone watching, um, be sure to check out Nate John Herlock on uh, streaming services. Uh, listen to In the Morning, uh, Still Mine, John, and uh, he's got a new record that will be out in the next couple of months. Stay tuned for that. Thank you, Nate, so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I know we've wanted to do this for a while, so I was pretty stoked and passionate at those already. But we'll have to do this again sometime, brother. We will. We will. For everyone watching, uh, stay warm. Stay healthy, and we'll see you next time.